Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. I am so excited about us getting ready to jump into this word. Man, oh man. We're in Masterpiece in Progress. And my goal today is for us to finish up with this series and uh, go from there. Remember that God, uh, masterpiece, a masterpiece is something that is done with superior, extraordinary skill. That is what a masterpiece is. And it takes a process or it takes time in order to be considered a masterpiece or to become a masterpiece. Our foundation scripture is found in Ephesians, the second chapter, in the 10th verse. The New Living Translation lays it out like this. It says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. We are God's masterpiece. God is working in us and working through us and establishing us by a process. A lot of folks today don't like the process, but the process is what causes us to become more in tune to what a citizen of God's kingdom operates and how they conduct themselves. I will tell you that last week uh, we had a great time. We only got through four or five scriptures last week, but that's okay. Uh, we're going to try to finish up this week. I promise. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, starting starting at Ephesians 6:10 through 13, this is what we went over last week. I want I want to rehearse this in your ear one more time. It says, "Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil." For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. So next, uh, last week we went over... All that provided some insight into what Paul was saying into those scriptures. And now we're going to start at verse number 14. And I want to remind you something about Paul. Number one, Paul was in a Roman prison when he wrote to the church at Ephesus. And so his observation was of all these guards and everything walking around him. So as we look at this next analogy, this is how he had the backdrop for the analogy that he is making. So in verse number 14, Paul says it like this. He says, stand therefore. So if you remember in the first verses that we talked about, the first four verses, he kept saying, stand, stand, stand. And now he's saying, this is how you'll be able to stand. He's saying, stand therefore. Stand therefore. Because of everything I said before, stand therefore. <clears throat> having fastened on the belt of truth. English Standard Version. Having 
fastened on the belt of truth. The belt of truth went around this area. And the whole purpose of the belt was to hold everything in place that the Roman centurion wore. That was the whole purpose, is to hold it close to their body so that nothing would be flapping, nothing would you know, be loose, everything would be fitted the way it's supposed to be. So he uses that analogy to say that over the center of the person is truth. Truth is the center. Truth is the foundation. The one thing I want to point out today is the fact that truth is not relative. Truth is absolute. Truth is not what you decide for it to be because your mind can change. But truth is something that does not change. So for instance, we have the law of gravity, which we know is true. What goes up must come down unless you have enough force to keep it away from uh, the earth. So there are some things that we understand are truth. I want to point out today that the number one thing that is an absolute truth is that Jesus said that I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one can come to the Father except by me. Jesus is the first truth. And so that truth, Jesus then said, sanctify them by your word. When he's talking to the Father in John 17, he said, sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth. Jesus and the word are truth. Absolute beyond the comprehension of our mind and our senses. Truth. That is what we have as our center, as our foundation on our armament. Truth. The next part of that scripture then says, And having put on the breastplate of righteousness we put our belt on our breastplate our breastplate covered our chest goes down connects to the belt covers our shoulders let's talk about what the breastplate covers it covers all of your vital organs your heart your lungs your liver your stomach all your organs are covered by the breastplate the breastplate of righteousness, being in right standing with God, speaking the right things. This is the point that he's saying. He's saying our foundation is truth. Our heart should be right. Our lungs, what is expressed from our lungs is air. Air going across the vocal cords causes us to speak. And that is should be right. So the things that we say should be the right things to say. They should be things that are uh, encouraging to people, that are helping people, that are empowering people. Those are the things that we should be saying. Those things should be said in 
the correct manner. They should be right things. They should be those things that will cause folks to be edified and not condemned. That's what it is. We have truth. We have right. The next thing that he goes into, he goes into verse number four, uh, 15. And he says, As shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. I want to point out something about the Roman shoes that they wore. The Roman shoes were designed for battle. They were designed so that they could stand. And the way that they were comfortable, number one, because the Romans could walk and walk and walk. The second thing is they had nails in the bottom of them so they could always have traction. So they always want, they always had traction. They always were able to walk. They were always able to do. And what should we have as our point of reference for uh, our feet? We should always be ready to provide the good news of peace. The good news of peace is shalom. Shalom is the good news of peace. Shalom does not mean peace as in the ceasing of hostilities. What it means is, it means that your well mind, body, spirit, and everything is well with you. So when we go forward, when we are moving, when we are interacting, when we are going to locations, we should always have a readiness. We should always be ready to speak peace into the lives of those that we encounter. We should be these folks that are coming around. We are have this truth. We have this saying the right thing, saying those things that are edifying, and we are always moving with the uh, intention of being peaceful to those that we encounter. So with that said, now we're going on to uh, number 16. Number 16 says, in all circumstances, every battle, every situation, he says, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. The Roman centurion's shield was approximately six, five and a half to six feet in length, as wide as a man. And what they would do is they put leather on the outside of the shield, and when they got ready to go into battle, they would pour water over top of that leather, and the leather would hold the water. Why would they do that so the leather would shrink? No, because part of what the enemy used in almost every army was these arrows with, that they would put in pitch, which is like tar, and then they would light it on fire, and then they would shoot it at the enemy. So the Romans said, what we'll do is we'll put water on our shield so when that dart hits our shield, it will be extinguished. You see what I'm saying? So this is how that everything was set up. So in the same manner that we should have our shield of faith, 
Faith is having confidence that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. And we walk in the, in the hope that everything that God says is going to happen. So in every circumstance, we should walk in faith. The faith is the shield that when the enemy comes attacking us, shooting those fiery darts at us, that when it hits our faith, it gets extinguished. Now, as someone in the phalanx, which was one of the formations that the centurions used when they were in battle, if someone did not have their shield in the right position and an arrow got through, then, of course, not only would the arrow pierce a person, but it would also cause additional damage because of the fire. So what we want to do is we want to walk with our shield of faith always in position so that when the enemy attacks us, if it's attacking us as a group, is that our faith is covering one another as well as covering ourselves. Somebody may may have gotten nicked or somebody may have gotten a little uh, singed from the, from the flames, but because we're together and we're operating as a unit, we are able to encourage one another and continue on with the fight. And so that we can, uh, in every circumstance, every situation, we have our shield, which is our faith. So we have our truth, which is our foundation. We have our vital areas covered in righteousness. We have our feet prepared to be peaceful when we go into battle. And we have our faith that is blocking anything that the enemy throws at us so that we can continue on to stand by the situation. And I'm not, not by the situation. We're able to stand by our confidence that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. And then in verse number 17 he says, And take the helmet of salvation. Now, if you think about that, the helmet covers your head. The purpose of your hel of a helmet is to protect your skull, right? That's what it does. It protects the skull. They also had some little things that came out and covered their cheeks, but the primary purpose was to cover the skull. We know that the mind is the primary place that the enemy tries to attack. The mind is the primary place that the enemy tries to attack. What salvation does for us, salvation frees us from the penalty of sin number one. When we accept Jesus in our lives, we're now free from the penalty of sin. Number two, it now frees us from the power of sin. Salvation allows us to be free from the power of sin as we yield to God. And the helmet is uh, covering the mind, the brain, and that is where the battle is. So salvation is 
knowing that we have confessed with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believed in our heart that God raised him from the dead, which means that we are saved and that we can walk in that salvation. And when the enemy tries to throw things into our minds, we can stand upon the fact that we have made our confession and we are saved. Because the enemy will try to say things that are contrary to what the word says. So our mind is covered by the fact that we have made a commitment to God. Our vital organs are covered by our, the right standing and our, our rightness to operate as a kingdom citizen. Our foundation that holds everything together is truth. And we are always prepared to operate in a mindset of peace to everyone that we shall encounter. So as we continue to walk through this, we see how Paul has used all of this to help us to understand what it takes to stand against the enemy that we face. And then he next he goes on to say, And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword... The sword that they, they carry was a uh, approximately two and a half to three inches, mm -mm, three feet long, not inches, but feet long. And the whole purpose of that, it was a double-edged sword. And what it was designed to do was to block and to slash. So they could use it to block, so that's a defensive weapon, and also they could slash with it which then made it an offensive weapon. So think about this. Of everything we went over, the only thing that we use to defend ourselves or to attack with is the Word of God. I didn't say our, our fists. I didn't say our hands. I didn't say our feet. I say the thing that we use to defend ourselves and to attack with is the Word of God. And so when we are in a battle, most of our body is covered salvation, righteousness, truth, peace. All that is covering us. Faith is an additional level, level, uh, layer of defense that we have against the enemy. And so we have all that, and then he says, if something comes from a different direction, you have his word, the word of God, which we've already declared is truth. And so we're saying that truth can be our defense, and truth can be our offense. Because the word of God is truth. And so we're going into this battle. We have all of this armament covering us establishing us, making us, enabling us to stand. The other point that I want to point out about the Roman soldiers, most Roman soldiers, when they went into battle, it was not like on Gladiator where one would just run out there and fight. It was on, it was on, it was, they fought as a unit. They fought together. They fought in tandem. Uh, another movie just came to my mind. The movie 300. 300 is an example of how 
the Roman army actually fought. They fought together. Every man defending, uh, depending on the man to his left and his right to do what he needs to do because it also affected the man to his left and right. In the same manner, we as Christians, we should be defending one another. We should be ready to help someone else that's in a battle. To be able to encourage them. If their shield, if, they, if it looks like their shield is, is kind of dropping down, and we come beside them with our shield and help them to hold their shield up, putting our faith together, praying with them, encouraging them to continue on to stand in this evil day. There's a lot of things that are attacking us. Since the beginning of this year, we've been attacked with this virus. We've been attacked with being locked down. We've been attacked with uh, the, uh, the, uh, the murders. We, we, and now we're being attacked with, in some areas, the, uh, the virus is, is uh, the instances of the virus is increasing again because more folks are interacting, because folks were going out uh, protesting and they didn't do all the social distancing and everything. So some things kicked up. So we're, we're kind of going through some things over and over again but I want to encourage you is if you make sure that you have put on righteousness if you put on truth if you put on peace if you put on salvation if you put on faith if you look into this word and begin to use this word to encourage yourself and to encourage others you will be able to stand when all this battling starts going on in your head because you know that you are established and you are saved by the grace of God. And then he says, after all that, after he says, put on all these things and be established in all these things, he says, praying at all times in the Spirit. With all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So he's saying, you're just not battling and just walking around. He's saying that you're also saying things, that you are making sure that you are in constant contact with the uh, God of heaven knowing which direction that you will have, have to go. If you notice, on a lot of the movies today that we show of soldiers fighting, they'll have some type of communication device by which they're able to stay connected so that they can know what's going on because they can't see everything. I worked in an area where we were able to see, actually see where the position of every soldier that was out doing something and we were able to s see where they were you know kind of how you see on TV where they show you you see the uh, the village that or the area that they're in you can see them going into buildings and all that other stuff that's actually how we see things and so them talking to us because we can't see what's actually happening on the ground we can say okay you have this person coming up to assist you or you have this team coming and it provides communication between all parts so they had a communication with headquarters which is above and then they also had communication with one another which were around them 
So they were able to make sure that they had what we call 360 degree communication all around them so they would know what was going on. So praying with all prayer and supplication. Supplication is a request. So we, were, so we ask God to give us direction. We ask God to give us what is necessary for us to remain standing at the time that we're going in. And praying to the end, uh, praying to this end, to keep alert with all perseverance, and also praying for the person on our left and right, all the saints, praying for all the believers, saying that I'm praying for you, that you're interceding for them, that you're doing things so that everyone that you know that is in this battle with you is actually with you, not trying to give up, but trusting and going forward in the same manner that you're trusting and going forward. And he says, and, all, and he says, and then Paul says it like this. He says, not only just praying for all the saints, but also pray for me. And this is what he says. This is what I want you to pray for me about. That words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. So Paul's saying, although I'm in a prison, although I'm going through this situation in a prison, continue to pray for me that God will give me the desire, the, the push to continue to boldly proclaim his kingdom on earth. So that folks can be changed and transformed into the, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous light. And he says, uh, and then he, he's doing a closing, so, so that you may also know that I am and what I am doing. Titius, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. So Paul talks, he says, having done all to stand, stand firm. Once you've done everything, you got everything in position. He says, stand with your truth. Stand with your righteousness. Stand with your gospel of peace. Stand with your salvation. Stand with your faith. Stand with the word of God. Stand praying always for the saints. Stand in every situation. You do these things, you can stand in every situation. I just want to encourage you during this time, right now what we're going through, do not allow any facet of your armor to not be in the right position. Don't lay your shield down. Don't lay your sword down. Don't walk around barefooted. Don't walk around bare-chested. Don't walk around without your foundation. But make sure you have all components on so that you can do what is necessary to be, like Paul said, an ambassador of the kingdom of God so that people can be changed by your actions, your conduct, 
and your speech. Thank you for hanging out with us, being with us, as we've gone through this series. Masterpiece in Progress. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, been encouragement to you, has caused you to change how you do some things so that you can be more conformed to the image of Christ and a citizen of the kingdom of God. And if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then that is the first step that we have to go, we need to go through. The Bible makes it very simple. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So it is simply just a confession acknowledging that God has raised Jesus from the dead and that you believe that Jesus is Lord. And the Bible says that you shall be saved. And it also says that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So our desire for you today is to have that relationship with Jesus which will reconcile you back to God the Father so that you can be a citizen of the kingdom of God. And then all these other things will be added to you so that you can become a productive citizen of that kingdom. Well, until next week, we thank you for hanging out with us, like I said before. And we're believing that this is going to be your best week ever because you're drawing yourself closer to God and God is using you in a greater and more outstanding manner. God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.